Bills Mafia was good to Stevie Johnson, Mr. Why So Serious, and you now tuned in to the Lowdown with Jake Jordan. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the coolest place in Bill's Mafia outside of Western New York. I am your host, Jake. This is The Lowdown, only on the Built in Buffalo podcast network. And man, you know, every single time I get on to do a podcast, it always feels like it's been a very long time since I did the last one. Uh, that's a lot different because when I used to do podcasts, especially when I was at another place, it always felt like it was more of a chore to do a podcast than to just have that time to sit down and to, you know, just talk to myself for a little bit, sometimes talk to another person. And this week, I decided I'm going to do it by myself again, so you're just going to listen to me. Uh, Today, I celebrated my four-year anniversary with my significant other, and we went and saw the new James Bond movie, so I am fresh out of that, but I still have the Buffalo Bills on the mind, because ladies and gentlemen, It is a huge week. My God, is it a huge week. Uh, Everything that's kind of been leading up to it has me wanting to run through a wall. I'm going to try from, you know, to refrain from using expletives, but just so that you know, I am so ready for this game, just like everybody else is. I would have loved to gone and seen this game because I would love to see the looks on the faces of the Kansas City Chiefs fans in quotation marks. Um, Probably those same people that were wearing Brady Patriots jerseys just a few years ago. You know, I am just so ready for this game, and I can't wait to talk about it. That's going to be the second half of the show, the first half. we got to talk about what happened last week, right? So I decided that I was going to go on our show first round by which now you are able to catch on Fridays on the built in Buffalo YouTube channel. It's a live show where me justice Izzy, and a guest that we bring on of our choosing sit and talk about football, Buffalo bills, football to be exact, but we talk about everything. We like to, you know, get a little bit of everything in there because you can't just talk about one thing. The league is big. It's not just one team. So last week I decided that I was going to stake my career on the game against the Houston Texans. And, you know, that was something that they were like, hey, you know, you're going to jinx us. And I'm a, I'm kind of a, a, you know, a superstitious person. Uh, just like Justice changing his name on Twitter and Josh Allen going from Trash Allen to, you know, MVP Allen. And finally, I said that if the Buffalo Bills did not beat the Houston Texans, that I was going to stop being a Buffalo Bills content creator. And, you know, they said, hey, that's bad juju. You shouldn't say that. And, you know, I'm going to say as soon as the game started, man, did I uh, get ever so nervous. Now, obviously, I was never going to really follow through, you know, with that plan because I love to make content. and I'm not going to stop just because I made a set a stupid thing on a podcast or live show so i was like okay the first play of the game josh allen throws this one interception 
and that's when I got scared. I actually got scared earlier in the day when I heard that it was going to be raining, and it was going to be raining hard, and my God, was it, and thank God it was on and off, because it seemed that when it wasn't raining, the Bills were doing better, and then when the rain kind of came back, we kind of decided to hand the ball off a little bit more, you know, as a team that has the problem that the Buffalo Bills do when it's raining, should do. So, uh, we can talk about this game against the Texans, but that was really worrying to me, and I was like, my God, am I never going to be able to make a podcast again? But... Let's talk about this game, right? I'm sure you have heard everything about this game to death. You're probably like, Jake, you know, let's just get over this. You know, we want to talk about the game coming up in a few days. And obviously, you're listening to this on a Friday morning. And I'm recording this on a Thursday night so that you can listen to it on a Friday morning, whether you're in your car or at the gym. You just want to hear about the Buffalo Bills and what my perspective would be on what they are going to do to the Kansas City Chiefs, or vice versa, what are the Kansas City Chiefs going to do to the Buffalo Bills? And oh my God, I was laughing almost saying that. Guys, I truly do think that this game is a lot more serious than the Bills players and staff is letting on, but we'll talk about that second half. Let's talk about the Houston Texans. Boy, uh, that was uh, quite a game, wasn't it? It was definitely a NFL game. Uh, one of the big things, and you know the score, 40-burger, 40-to-zip, second shutout of the year by the Buffalo Bills. And I'm sure you've seen the stat being thrown around that uh, the last two teams with two-plus shutouts in the regular season, granted, let's talk about how that was two-plus shutouts in it, it, two shutouts in the regular season with their whole season it's only been four games for the buffalo bills and they have two shutouts uh those two teams were the 91 washington football team and the 2000 baltimore ravens and the things that those teams have in common is that they went on to win the super bowl and now let's talk about some things that detractors have to say about this game after that we will then go into stats but what are detractors saying well going into the chiefs week everyone's saying well they're beating up on bad teams just look what happened when they face pittsburgh pittsburgh's the anomaly i mean hell the green bay packers got smacked by the saints week one and now people are saying green bay is still a top five team so i don't want to hear it okay the buffalo bills can only play who they are given on their schedule so you know what happens they were given the Miami Dolphins, who at the time had Tua Tungavailoa. And you can argue that Jacoby Brissett coming into that game might have actually given them more of a chance to win it than if Tua was still back there. Go check out my boy Justice and the Windshield Factor if you want to hear you know, people talk crap about Tua Tungavailoa. I will do that here. I'm carrying the sentiment. But... You can argue that Jacoby Brissett gave them a better chance in that game. But you know what happened? Mm -mm. Bill said no. You get zero points. You don't get anything. Sorry. Bye-bye. Next team. What do we get? You know, Josh Allen and the Bills are still struggling on offense. Well, we go in. Josh Allen in the game I was at against the Washington football team absolutely lit it up and yeah we gave up some points to the washington football team but we still dropped a shit ton of points on them 
And then you know what happened after that? We got the Houston Texans with Davis Mills, their rookie quarterback, which, you know, I I feel bad for Davis Mills. He should not be in the position that he is in right now. It should have been Tyrod Taylor, but Davis Mills got to face the Buffalo Bills defense. That is red hot. So then Davis Mills comes in. And he puts up 11 to 21 for 87 yards and four interceptions. My God, Buffalo Bills fans, Bills Mafia, what is this defense? This is the defense we thought we should have had last year. But you know what happened? Our defense kind of led to some subpar offensive stats from one Joshua Patrick Allen. And people are using it to dog Josh Allen again. But what did Josh Allen do? 20 for 30, 248 yards, two touchdowns, and a pick. Well, he didn't have to get a ton of yards because he didn't have to drive the field. The damn Texans were pretty much just handing us field position every single time they were on the field. So Josh Allen didn't have the opportunity to go throwing all over him when he was all the way on our side because we barely even started on our side of the field. So Josh Allen, you know, did what Josh Allen needed to do. 20 for 30, 248, two touchdowns. That's all I need Josh Allen to do if we're going to be beating up on teams like this and having rushing games like we did yesterday. Man, coming into the season, everybody last offseason was, man, we need a running back. My God, we need a running back. Let's draft Travis Etienne. Let's get him. We need him. We should definitely take a running back in the first round. And that's going to fix our running game. No. No, that would not have fixed our running game. You know what would fix our running game? Being able to game plan more, to use the run game more effectively, but also running the ball a little bit more. And you know what happened? Well, Devin Singletary and Zach Moss both had 14 carries. I love the split between Moss and Singletary because they're both able to get it done. And you can just tell by the stats. Most teams that have multiple running backs that can get it done are able to really throttle teams when it comes to keeping the opposing offense off the field, which I think is going to come in handy this week against the Kansas City Chiefs because they can only do one thing right as a team as of this point in the season. But Singletary and Moss, both 14 yards, and a great example, before I tell you the exact stats, is whenever there was Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams in Green Bay last year, both really good running backs, and Jamal Williams isn't there anymore. Aaron Jones got paid whether you think that they should have paid him or not. But if you have multiple guys like that that can get it done, it's just it's having that plentiful resource there to where you basically have more than you actually need. So Singletary and Moss, again, 14 carries. Singletary had 79 yards with a 5.6-yard average per rush. And Zach Moss had 14 carries, 61 yards for 4.4 average yards per carry. So if you can't tell, the Buffalo Bills are running the ball pretty damn well if you couldn't tell by those stats. But you know what the Buffalo Bills also did well? Damn, did they pass all over that Houston Texans defense. My lord, the Houston Texans are a dumpster fire of a team. 
they deserve it. They they deserve to be as bad as they are just because that team is definitely in full tank mode. Uh, Deshaun Watson will probably be traded by the trade deadline if reports are to be believed that the asking prices come down, and they are just ready to rebuild. And this is a mulligan year for them. So they, <laughs> why I I don't understand why we kept the starters in as long as we did. We were blowing them out, but you know what? We had a day. Listen to these receptions. Dig seven receptions, 114 yards. No touchdowns on the day, but seven receptions for 114 yards. Emmanuel Sanders. This connection, I think, is going to come in real handy when it comes to talking about the Kansas City Chiefs matchup, and we will talk about that. But Emmanuel Sanders, five receptions, 74 yards. And then out of nowhere again, Dawson Knox, everybody. Now, I have been a detractor of Dawson Knox, and I think a lot of people, I have a lot of people do believe it does take a little bit longer to develop a tight end in the NFL. And you know what? It does. Like, that's not a question. Tight ends usually take a little bit more time to develop. That is statistically proven. So Dawson Knox coming into this year, you know, there was all the rumblings of, oh, we need Zach Ertz. They never pulled the trigger on that. Jacob Hollister gets cut. A lot of people were saying, no, Jacob Hollister should be tight end one. Guess what? It didn't happen. We rolled into the year having Gilliam basically as a fullback tight end three. And then tight end one and two were Dawson Knox and Tommy Sweeney. So really, when it comes to the tight end position, you know, we were kind of like, okay, you know, there's some question marks here at tight end. But you know what Dawson Knox said? Dawson Knox said, no, sir, there are not question marks at tight end. Five receptions, 37 yards, two touchdowns. Dawson Knox had himself a day. And I am truly loving what Dawson Knox is doing because he's basically proving us all wrong. And I love it when players prove us all wrong because that just means that they are doing what they need to do to help the team be successful. And I love it. So this Texans win was a great team win. Uh, Again, the detractors of this game are going to say, well, it was a bad team. The problem is, and I will get into it when we're talking about the Chiefs and the smack talk that the team known as the Kansas City Chiefs are saying themselves, they're smack talking themselves. Like it's not they're just their fans or their bandwagon fans in quotation marks. It's the team, but we'll talk about that. Again, I got to stay focused on the Houston Texans. It was a great win. We did what we needed to do. I said we shouldn't look past the Texans. I don't think they did. Came in, good game plan. The weather, while it was something nobody wants to play in those conditions, the Buffalo Bills got it done, and it was a great team win. And I'm so glad that I got to watch that because it basically just made the rest of my day super easy knowing that the Buffalo Bills destroyed competition that they needed to destroy. So that does it for the first half of our show. When we come back, I will talk about the Kansas City Chiefs matchup that we have coming up on Sunday Night Football. And I will talk about the lengthy injury report that came out here on Thursday. And make sure that if you want the most up-to-date injury report, one, check Twitter, or you can read it. But if you don't want to, go check out Friday Night. We will be talking about it on First Round by on the Built in Buffalo YouTube channel. So, yep, this has been Jake. This has been the coolest place in Bill's Mafia outside of Western New York only on the Built in Buffalo podcast network. And I will see you guys after this break. And everybody's saying that, you know, it's a trap game for us. If we lose this game, I will I will quit 
being a Buffalo Bills content creator. Welcome everybody back to the coolest place in Bills Mafia outside of Western New York. This is The Lowdown. I am your host, Jake, only on the Built in Buffalo podcast network. And, you know, the injury report for the Bills came out today. And man, when you see an injury report as long as this, last week's podcast, I went over the injury report and I was like, damn, this is a long injury report. This week's injury report is very, very long. And I'm going to give you every single player that is on the injury report without telling you their injury just yet. Uh, and some of these, I'm going to tell you right now, some of these you don't even have to worry about. Literally, I will tell you, I'm looking at my player sheet right now where I basically was like, who cares, worries, a vet rest, not worried at all for these guys. I'm going to go over their names. Mario Addison, Cole Beasley, Spencer Brown, A.J. Epinesa, John Feliciano, Dane Jackson, Taron Johnson, Taiwan Jones, Star Latulale, Matt Milano, F.A. Obata, Jordan Poyer, Gregory Rousseau, Emmanuel Sanders, and Tredavious White are all on the Buffalo Bills injury report for Thursday. And a lot of people are like, holy shit, why us? Why does it have to be us going into this Chiefs week? We're banged up. And yeah. Some of these guys are banged up, but I don't think they're as serious as you need to be. Now, let's just go over the vet rest, guys. Star, Beasley, Addison, and Emmanuel Sanders, all vet rest. Don't have to worry about them. I think that the Buffalo Bills are really just being cautious when it comes to some of these guys. That when you see limited, limited, like, you see those things, and you know, okay, they're probably going to be limited, limited, full, and they're just keeping it easy going into this week against the Chiefs we don't want to risk you know anything else happening or re-injury and things of that sort things I'm not worried about Feliciano Epinesa Spencer Brown Dane Jackson Poyer Gregory Rousseau Trey White Obata and Taron Johnson you don't got to worry about those guys those guys have either been just added and they're limited or they went to limited to full or they've been full full or did not play or did not participate to full or limited limited and then they will probably be full on friday so all those guys you don't really need to worry about them they're going to be fine going into the game they're really just being held back a little bit so that they're perfectly fine to go by game time big one big one to worry about everybody matt milano as everybody knows matt milano during the houston texans game injured his hamstring and the big thing that when it's you know, comes to hamstrings is they take some time. We don't know the severity of the hamstring, whether it's just a slight pull or it's a little bit more than that. Uh, some are real. And just looking at the injury report, Matt Milano is, did not participate for Wednesday and Thursday. And I would not be surprised if, if he's limited on Friday or if he's did not participate again and he is out for the game. And that's a big blow because Matt Milano is our highest graded PFF defensive player that we have right now. And we're going up against a guy in Travis Kelsey who we need Matt Milano to cover. Now, don't get me wrong. A.J. Klein can do A.J. Klein things, but he he ain't stopping Travis Kelsey. I don't even think Matt Milano is truly stopping Travis Kelsey. But what I will tell you is that having Matt Milano out there Sure does help. I'll tell you that. There's one more name on the list. I said, who cares? Taiwan Jones, hamstring, did not participate, did not participate. He's mainly a special teams guy. We've got other gunners. Taiwan Jones, probably going to be fine. And hey, 
You're probably going to see Matt Breida this week if Taiwan Jones isn't playing. So definitely be on the lookout for that. But yeah, very lengthy injury report. And, you know, some people are going to look at it and be like, oh, man, oh, man, this, this is bad. All these guys are banged up. Don't worry about it. Most of the time, these guys just have to be added to the injury report if it's something minor because that's the NFL rules. So a lot of these guys that have these injuries that are limited and then full practice today, you don't got to worry about it. They'll be full go on Friday, and then they'll be definitely super ready to go on game day. So that was the injury report. Definitely the only one I am really concerned about is Matt Milano because, of course, we need Matt Milano to truly be able to neutralize Travis Kelsey as much as we can. And, man, let's talk about it. It is Chiefs week everybody man it's got me so excited uh, if you haven't already go check out the chiefs week uh hype video that justice put out on the built in buffalo youtube channel it is absolutely amazing it will make you want to run through a wall just like every single time i watch somebody talk about the bills chiefs matchup and some people just flat out give it to the bills or some people flat out say the bills are never going to be able to do it the chiefs have their number and that's one of the things that I want to talk about is, one, the spread for this game. How are the Buffalo Bills not favored in this game? I obviously understand that the Buffalo Bills uh, beat up on a few bad teams, which, you know, the beat up is a understatement. They absolutely obliterated teams like that. I'm sorry, but the fact that you want to say, hey, these teams are bad, you know, you should have beat them. They beat them, but they destroyed them. There's a difference because a lot of times, especially in the past, Bills teams have played down to their competition in games that shouldn't have been close at all, ended up being close. This Bills team did not do that. See, there's a difference that if it was 24 to 23 in the Houston Texans game, I'd be a hell of a lot more worried going into this Bills game. But you know what it was? 40 to zip. The Buffalo Bills held them on the ground with their hand around their throat, and they did not let up. And especially with the Dolphins, they had their foot on it, and they said, we're not, we're not letting you get up. The Kansas City Chiefs better be worried. And any detractors that want to use, oh, well, they haven't really played anybody as an excuse, then you must not understand the concept of a good football team. Because good football teams destroy competition they're supposed to beat. But anyway, how are the Buffalo Bills not favored in this game? I understand that the Bills don't exactly have the uh, number of the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs have actually beat us quite frequently, actually. We have not beaten the Patrick Mahomes Chiefs ever in a matchup, and I can see why they think that maybe there's a stigma that we just can't get it done, but I'm going to tell you right here, right now, this is a totally different year, totally different Bills team, man. This team is ready, and if you think that these Buffalo Bills players, remembering what it was like to sit there in Arrowhead, watch the Chiefs celebrate, one, get beat up by the Chiefs in a game that the referees were absolutely abysmal in and aren't going to go into this game with a little bit of a chip on the, your shoulder, dude, that chip on their shoulder is basically a two-by-four on their shoulder because they are ready to go in here and kick this team's ass. And if that wasn't enough for you, today 
the Kansas City Chiefs on all of their social media platforms decided to do a throwback Thursday. And you know what they did? Throwback Thursday to the last time we met the Buffalo Bills. You know what it was? It was their players standing over our players and them winning. But you know what happened? Bills players just liked the photo. The Buffalo Bills said the most important game is whatever one is the next one. But you know what? Good teams don't have to sit there and revel in the past. They can just be like, hey, it's a great matchup coming up. But you know damn well that these players are sitting there and they are ready to kick ass in Arrowhead. Oh, man. It Again, I've told you, it makes me want to run through a wall. And I want to say this right now. The big difference between these teams is that the Buffalo Bills are still ascending. I saw Chris Sims say this, and I'm going to use it and kind of put it in my own words. The Buffalo Bills are still ascending. The Chargers are ascending. These teams that are young, hell, even the Bengals are still ascending. You know what the Kansas City Chiefs did? They got to that point. They ascended. They're not ascending. They ascended, and they are now plateaued. They're actually kind of dipping because their defense is one of the worst in the league. I believe statistically they are the worst in most categories. This defense is awful, and that is not putting in a... They have played some pretty good teams, and guess what? They're playing another good team in the Buffalo Bills, and the problem is... The Buffalo Bills are ascending, and I think the big problem with the Kansas City Chiefs is they ascended, they got there, and they got complacent. That's the big issue when it comes to talking about the Kansas City Chiefs is they got complacent. Their depth, when somebody goes out for the Kansas City Chiefs, there isn't somebody behind them that's going to step up and be that guy who can give you that same level of play. The Buffalo Bills have dudes that will come in and be able to give you almost as much play. And if they can't, they're still going to give you their damn hardest. I can't say the same for the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm sorry. The problem is they've gotten complacent. And that is why their only two main targets on offense are Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill. If you can name anybody outside of that, except for Clyde Edwards-Alaire and maybe Nicole Hardman, who hasn't had a great start to the season, be my guest. You're probably a Kansas City Chiefs fan, if you can name that, because they have nobody on their roster that if you were to somehow neutralize those first two targets that Patrick Mahomes is going to be going after, then they're probably going to be very, they're probably going to be struggling on offense. It's going to be very, very apparent. And I want to say this is that I listen to Locked On Bills. I love Joe Marino. He is the goat. Uh, that's one of my favorite shows to listen to, especially when I am, you know, just driving around doing some errands. You know, it's a short enough show to where you can sit there and digest it very easily, which is why I kind of decided to take my format to about 30 minutes because people do like an hour, but some people also like 30 minutes, get your points across, all right, they can move on to their next podcast that they want to listen to. I think it's a format more people should really adopt. But he was talking about Patrick Mahomes' completion percentage and how fast he's able to get the ball off. Patrick Mahomes has enormous numbers that are not you're not going to be sustaining them when he gets the ball off quick this sounds a lot like the conversation that we had about Tua Tungavailoa 
where he was getting the ball out very quick. And most of the time, that was to his first read. But then when you try to take those away and you have to make him create, try to make a play out of nothing, they don't have the playmakers outside of Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey that can be kind of the safety blanket for Patrick Mahomes. So most definitely, I would say that the key to this game defensively is to take away those first reads and contain one of the big things going into this game and people want to keep talking about the AFC championship game is this is not the same Bills defense that the Kansas City Chiefs played in that game last year I'm sorry we went into this offseason knowing that hey if we want to beat those Kansas City Chiefs we need to get some damn pressure on the quarterback we couldn't touch Patrick Mahomes last year that is not something that you can argue we could not touch him but you know what's going to happen now we our pass rush is most definitely upgrade whether they want to acknowledge it or not when they're talking about it this Bills defense is on another level. So Patrick Mahomes is going to have a tougher time, especially if we can try to contain him, which is hard. Obviously, you can say it on paper. Take away the first read, play contain, keep Patrick Mahomes in the pocket, and get to him. I think that the Buffalo Bills, they're not going to have a field day, but it's definitely going to be a very, very good day for the defensive line. And I think Patrick Mahomes is not going to have it as easy as some people like Nick Wright, who are homers for the Chiefs, seem to believe that they will. And the thing is, I have never been the one to say that I think I've said that the Bills are going to make the Super Bowl, but obviously that's just wishful thinking. Uh, but it's actually entirely possible that the Bills do it. Uh, but one of the things that I've seen other teams in the AFC be able to do is get the monkey off their back of being able to beat the Kansas City Chiefs. Think about it. There was a big thing that the Baltimore Ravens couldn't beat the Kansas City Chiefs. What happened? Baltimore finally beats them. Now every time you see a Baltimore-Kansas City matchup, you don't hear about, oh, are they going to be able to beat the Chiefs? The Buffalo Bills are the one team that still has that. We've got that monkey on our back that almost makes it feel like we're scared to play the Kansas City Chiefs. But I'm going to tell you right now, after that loss last season, and I didn't even talk about the regular season loss, but just the one in the AFC Championship game where it mattered the most, just thinking back to that game, and you know the players remember it, they've got that 2 by 4 on their shoulder that they are ready to get off because they are ready to kick this team's ass and keys to winning i i said it on the offense i think that they're really going to overcompensate in trying to neutralize stefan diggs they did it last offseason steve spagnolo is really good at being able to take away weapons and he was able to do it against us last season and i think he's going to try to do it again however dawson knox coming into his own and emmanuel sanders that they really want to overcompensate for guys like stefan diggs and their second guess what teron matthew can't cover everybody their secondary is depleted. I'm telling you right now, Emmanuel Sanders is going to go off in this game. Dawson Knox, probably going to have a few touchdowns as well. Our running game is probably going to do very, very well. I didn't even talk about the stats that the Chiefs defense had put up on them last week. Jalen Hurts by himself put up over 400 yards of offense on this 
Kansas City Chiefs defense. And if you're going to try to sit here and tell me that Josh Allen can't do the same thing, then I'm going to call you crazy. So definitely, I'm really looking forward to this game. I'm ready to run into a wall, and I'm sure all of you are as well. We win this game. This puts us clear in the driver's seat for being the number one seed in the AFC. Also, I didn't want to bring it up, but I think it really helps the chances of the Chargers winning the division that they are in. But we can talk about that another time. Make sure to tune in tonight. You're listening to this on Friday. Friday night first round by Friday Night Guys under the Friday Night Lights. Make sure to check it out. Me, Justice, Izzy, the caveman. It's all coming together. You're going to love it tonight. Make sure to tune in. And as always, I will see everybody next week. You have been listening to the coolest place in Bill's Mafia outside of Western New York. It's been the lowdown. I am your host, Jake, only on the Built in Buffalo Podcast Network. And I'll see all you guys next week. They all right, the bills are out of sight, and we're ready for some football on a Monday night. We're going to Kansas City, Kansas City, here we come. They got a wimpy little football team, and we're gonna beat them one. They got a wimpy little football team, and we're gonna beat them one. They got a wimpy little football team and we're gonna beat them one.